Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, May 18th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Gold prices have dropped close to the lowest level of the year, falling below the $1,300 mark. As I record this podcast, gold is trading at 1288.90, silver is at 1647, and the silver gold ratio stands at 78.47. Gold is under pressure from a strong dollar and surging bond yields. The yellow metal has lost close to 2%, its biggest weekly decline since December. The dollar held near a five-month peak against a basket of currencies on Friday, thanks to the benchmark U.S. Treasury yield topping a seven-year high over 3.1%. I think a lot of people hear higher yield and assume that's a good thing. You know, up is good. But they forget about the flip side of that coin. Rising yields mean the price of bonds are going down. This is a function of supply and demand. We have a lot of treasuries out on the market right now and not a lot of buyers. That means prices have to fall and yields have to go up in order to entice people to invest in U.S. debt. And the Chinese aren't. In fact, China dumped $2.5 billion of treasuries in March. According to the Financial Times, the Chinese weren't the only country dumping U.S. debt. Japan, the second largest holder, sold $8 billion, adding to sales in January and February of $2.1 billion and $14 billion, respectively. The largest sale came from the Cayman Islands, where many investment funds are domiciled. It shed $26.6 billion. China holds more U.S. debt than any other country. It currently owns about $1.2 trillion in U.S. treasuries. If China starts aggressively dumping all of that debt on the market, interest rates would likely soar, and the dollar, of course, would plunge. This is not good news when the U.S. government is trying to sell more than a trillion dollars of new treasuries to finance the massive spending bill, along with tax cuts passed by the Republican Congress earlier this year. I've asked this question before. Who is going to buy all of the treasuries the government needs to sell in order to fund its massive deficit? The U.S. Treasury Department reportedly plans to auction off around $1.4 trillion in treasuries this year, and the department expects that pace of borrowing to continue over the next several years. The U.S. government depends heavily on three major buyers to finance its debt, China, Japan, and the Federal Reserve. The Fed is trying to shrink its balance sheet, so ostensibly it's not buying. If the Chinese and Japanese are getting out of the U.S. debt market, and it sure looks like they are, how is Trump going to finance his bloated government? So these rising yields signal an overabundance of supply in the bond market right now. That's why we're seeing falling prices and rising bond yields. Here's another bad sign. The yield spread also narrowed this week. On Wednesday, the yield spread between the 10-year and 30-year Treasury was just 0.12%. Narrowing yield curves generally signal increasing skepticism about the long-term outlook for economic growth and inflation. You have to wonder, why would anybody buy a 30-year right now? What are you getting for that extra 20 years of risk? Meanwhile, stocks fell about 200 points on Wednesday, but we really haven't seen any kind of precipitous drop in the stock market despite these rising interest rates. Peter Schiff said the fact that the stock market didn't see deeper declines is a problem for the bond market. He said what normally puts the brakes on a bond market decline is an even bigger decline in the stock market. Once the stock market really starts to get pounded, then there's a flight of supposed safety into the bond market. 
Or maybe people start connecting the dots and think, wait a minute, the stock market is tanking. What if the Fed has to come in? What if there's a Powell put in play? How is the Fed going to put a halt to the decline in the stock market? Maybe hint that they're not going to raise rates or that they're going to do more QE. And so that would put a bid into the bond market. But that didn't happen. Bonds sold off. Stocks were down, but they weren't down a lot. Not enough to cause anybody to want to buy bonds. So bonds are going to keep falling. And that means interest rates are going to keep climbing. I've talked about the impact of rising interest rates on an economy loaded up with debt on several podcasts, so I'm not going to beat that dead horse again. Suffice to say, it's not good news. Rising rates are going to undermine an economy that is based on credit, based on debt. The cost of financing all of that debt that everybody has right now is going to go up, and it's going to go up fast. Nevertheless, gold is taking a beating right now. Traders don't seem to get it. They're reacting to climbing interest rates by buying dollars and selling gold. But at some point, they're going to figure it out, and that's going to be good for gold. There are also some fundamentals in the gold market that I don't think people are paying enough attention to. Here's a biggie. Earlier this week, the head of one of the world's largest gold mining companies said, we found all of the gold. Ian Telfer serves as the chairman of Gold Corp, Inc., a worldwide gold mining company based in Canada. During an interview with the Financial Post, he said the world has reached peak gold, meaning as we move into the future, mine production will decline steadily. He said, if I could give one sentence about the gold mining business, it's that in my life, gold produced from mines has gone up pretty steadily for 40 years. Well, either this year it starts to go down, or next year it starts to go down, or it's already going down. We are right at peak gold here. Gold Corp's production has fallen from a peak in 2015 when the company produced 3.4 million ounces of gold. In 2016, production tailed off to 2.8 million ounces, and it dropped again in 2017 to 2.5 million. Other industry big boys, including Barrett Gold Corp and Newmont Mining Corp, have also experienced drops in production. Telfer offered a really simple explanation for falling gold production. We found it all. He asked, are we not looking for it? Are we bad at finding it? Or have we found it all? My answer is we have found it all. At US $1,300 per ounce of gold, we've found it all. I don't think there are any more mines out there or nothing significant, and the exploration record indicates this. Telfer also said the average grade of new gold deposits, meaning the amount of gold per volume of earth extracted, is declining. Peak gold is the point where the amount of gold mined out of the earth will begin to shrink every year rather than increase, as it has done pretty, pretty consistently since the 1970s. Telfer is not the first person to suggest peak gold is a bonus. During the Denver Gold Forum last September, World Gold Council Chairman Randall Oliphant said he thinks world may have already reached that point. Franco Nevada Chairman Pierre Lassonde also expects a significant dip in gold production in the coming years. Mine output over the last few years supports this notion. Gold production has plateaued, and it's dropped significantly in some countries. For instance, Chinese mine output dropped by a record 9% in 2017. China accounts for 15% of the world's total gold production. And get this, earlier this year, a study came out saying South Africa could run out of gold within four decades. Analysts say that at current production levels, the world's fifth largest gold producer has only 39 years of accessible gold reserves remaining. And with incomes expected to rise in India and China, the world's leading consumers of gold, Along with increasing demand for the yellow metal in the technology sector, we're also likely to see some upward pressure on the demand side as well.
When we look at the future of gold, it's easy to get caught up in the latest geopolitical turmoil or the most recent policy pronouncements by the Federal Reserve or what's going on in the bond market. Of course, these events in the news cycle are certainly important, but investors should never lose sight of the fundamentals, supply and demand. The gold industry may well be entering a long-term and possibly irreversible period of less available gold during a time when we're likely to see increasing demand. As mining companies find it more difficult to pull gold out of the earth, it will mean less gold for refiners to produce for the consumer market. Remember, gold gets its value from its scarcity. Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist can tell you a lot more about what's going on in the gold market today and what it's looking like in the future. Give them a call at 1-888-GOLD-160. That's 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more, and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast over at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week.